Hello and welcome back to At the Kitchen Table with Macroworks. I'm Coach Berg and as always I'm here with Coach Trey. What's up guys? And this is season two, episode 27. Season three. Episode season three, <laughs> episode 27. <laughs> I was literally looking at you about to go yeah. at. You see Nailed that? It. I nailed you it. Know, yeah. Oh, almost. No. So close. That's okay. All right. Well, so anyways, we're back on season three. <laughs> I was just a whole season she's, behind. She's in a flashback. You yeah, know what, know. guys? It's the holidays, yeah. <laughs> and we're just lucky that we're even getting this done today, you know? <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I feel like, especially as a parent, holiday seasons are like such a whirlwind that i'm like holy crap what is happening it's all good things but it's a little cray cray one thing after the other busy yes busy. especially that week back after thanksgiving and then it's like oh crap it's almost time for christmas mm -hmm. now but anyways we're gonna start with some amazing shout outs especially considering that last week was thanksgiving we still had a lot of clients hit some really big milestones um we only have three shout outs today but that doesn't take away from the fact that we had a lot of really great positives this week so if you didn't see that social media post that i made on monday with all of our favorite client positives you should definitely go check those out because it's super inspirational if you're someone that's just needing a little motivation today yep. um so i'm going to start with marissa cuevas she hit oh my gosh i'm saying everything wrong today just bear with us 30 not 20 30 pounds gone Woo. even over thanksgiving break she saw a drop last week which is amazing and a true testament that the healthy habits that she is continuously building by being consistent and doing what she needs to do and we're so proud of her and then second on our list is stella and stella i love you girl you know you're my girl and i'm gonna say your last name wrong probably but i think it's ferrer if if you're listening and I said that wrong, please let me know. <laughs> Stella has hit 10 pounds gone. And this morning she also texted that she is at a weight that she has not been at since 2020. Mm -hmm. It's really good. And that's also during the holiday season right. that she's hitting these big milestones. And so that's, again, another testament of these healthy habits. And I want to keep reiterating that because... I think a lot of times people feel like, the oh, it's the holidays. Oh, it's summer. Oh, I'm going on vacation. I have to completely quit and go right back to those unhealthy habits that I had before. And if that's you, you're kind of missing the entire point here because holidays are going to happen again. They're going to come around next year. You're going to go on vacation. You're going to go on a trip. And if your habit that you're building is to completely run back to those unhealthy habits and not even think about your goals a little bit, you're going to just keep yo-yoing those same pounds and that's why you're not able to hit your goal weight and stay there. So instead of having that mindset, maybe change your approach to like what we're kind of practicing and preaching with our clients and helping them navigate is, hey, we don't expect you to be perfect. That's why we only have three shout outs today because we encouraged our clients not to log on Thanksgiving day and enjoy that meal with their family, but that one day, and then we got back to it and we didn't quit for two months because it's a holiday season. Right. We're just enjoying that day and getting back to it. And that's why these people are seeing such great big milestones, even though it was Thanksgiving week. Anyways, I just went off on a tangent. No, no, you're good. We've got one last one. I'll let Trey shout out. <laughs> uh, I just real quick on Stella also, she's just one of those that I just feel like it's just clicked off, yeah. you know, recently. And, you know, some of the things that okay. we've been reiterating with her and, you know, and she's been really good about trying some new things and it's paying off and yeah. she's doing awesome. I seeing mean, she's numbers somebody, she hasn't seen since 2020. And she works out super hard and just seeing that, you know, and, and seeing that who, seeing, <laughs> seeing her make that progress and make those connections and like, and understanding how good she's feeling now that she's really working in some healthier foods and seeing the progress she's she's been working for yeah. and being so consistent. Yeah, she's just doing an awesome job. And she's not perfect. Like none of us are. I think that's another important thing to like, keep reminding people because when we're talking about these people seeing these really big numbers 
and really big milestones, a lot of times people can feel like, well, I could just never be perfect every day and hit my targets perfectly. Neither are they, yeah. but they're, they are the majority of the time. Yes, but, but they are every single day. They're really stressing on giving their best effort, no matter what that looks like. And some days that might mean you're a little short on your protein. Some days that might mean your food quality wasn't the, what you wanted it to be. But the whole overall point is you still gave it your best effort. And that's what these people are doing. Yes. All right. Sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> so the last one on our list is Melissa. And Melissa's somebody that, you know, she's relatively new back to the program and just seeing one of the reasons why we're wanting to shout her out. First of all, she's almost 20 pounds gone, which Already. is amazing. And, but the most important reason why we wanted to shout her out is just her attitude and how she's been taking such, you know, taking advantage of our service. Mm -hmm. She asks us questions. She uses us to verify her logging. She's doing, I mean, she's doing everything that we've asked her to and Obviously, it's working really, really yeah. well. And so she doesn't even have a long way to go. She's just committed. You know, she's just committed. And, you know, that's what we want for all of our clients. Just somebody, you know, that's why Melissa is such a uh, one of our ideal clients because she does it all right. Yeah. And, you know, and she, again, she's, she's not perfect. She makes mistakes. She has off days. But she doesn't let it get her down. She gets right back to it. I mean, it's just really cool seeing, like, you know, the transition because – we we've been doing this for a really long time now. I mean, what seven eight years now? Golly, that's and crazy. And so, so we we have a pretty good idea of who's going to make it and who's not when they start. And yeah. You know, I know that sounds terrible, but it's true. But we do, and I mean, and from the beginning, Melissa, I, and that's why she's doing so well, honestly, because I feel like she has it. She's she's giving her best effort, and she has a great attitude. That's and what those I was going to say. Literally, the two those are the two most you know. Uh, you know, the two biggest characteristics of people who make it. Yeah. That are successful. It's not that they're perfect. It's not that they know everything. It's not that they start out and they're hitting every target perfectly from the beginning. It's again, their mm -hmm. mindset's positive. They're encouraging. They're excited to be here. They're excited for a change and they take the tools that we give them and they actually use them. And if they don't know how to use them, they ask us questions. And she's the best example of that. Like I, if you go back and look on my post I, I make after every assessment, I share at least one positive from her every single week on those because she's just so positive and thankful and just it's contagious. Yeah. And when you're happy to do something that you know is going to better your life, that should be exciting. And that that's why when you come and it's like I'm doing something that's going to better my life, but you have a crappy attitude about it and every day is hard and you don't want to weigh your food. You don't want to log your food and blah, blah, blah. And like, I just can't do this. And you're making everything overwhelming. It's like, we know you're probably not going to make it, but not because you can't because of your mindset. Yeah. And so working with someone like Melissa who comes and is just super positive, super encouraging. She owns it when she's, um, falls short, which all of us do, but she owns it and she asks, how can I do better? And then she does better. Yeah. And so, and, and the more that she reaches out and the more that she learns, the less time she's off track. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I said earlier. Like she's almost to her goal weight already. She doesn't have far to go and she's already almost there. And yeah. that's, that's what we want from our clients. Like we don't want you to be in a deficit for a long period of time. We want you to do it, do it really well, and then get out of a deficit so you can live your life. Get in, hustle, get out, maybe sacrifice a little bit and then get, you know, and just get after it, get to your goal get out of and there. then get the heck out of there <laughs> and get start out of, living your life on maintenance. Switch to maintenance. That's, that's the goal. A, yes. That is no one wants to be miserable and in a deficit, but exactly. anyways, sorry, all right. Sorry. So that kind of segues into, <laughs> I guess our topic about one of the reasons that you could be stuck in a deficit because you're just not seeing progress. So you keep 
feeling like you have to restrict more and more and more. Um, and so I kind of just, I think the reason that I wanted to talk about this subject is one, we don't a lot unless like a client specifically asking us because it's kind of a touchy subject, I feel like. But I think during the holiday season, it's important because it's even more relevant right now. Like, it kind of hurts people's feelings. It this, does. Uh, this and topic. it's not something anyone wants to hear because people want to be justified in what they're doing. They don't want to be convicted about it. And so if you're listening to this, I hope you take it. How it's intended, intended, intended. Oh my goodness. You're if doing, I can put the words great. together, that'd be great. <laughs> um, and it's more of like a, not a, we're out to get you and you're bad if you're drinking alcohol, which is what this topic's about. But more so, we want to educate you on what that actually is doing um, or could be doing to your progress. And also to let you know that it's okay to have drinks occasionally. We're not out here with our pitchfork saying you could never drink again or you're not going to yeah. like reach your goal weight. But you do have to be a little realist, realistic about it. And we wanted to talk about this today because it's something we see all year round, but with a couple of clients, but even more so throughout the holidays. That's like the one factor that gets people off track and makes them self-sabotage even more. And then it's kind of like a slippery slope. Once it starts, it's they're gone. Mm -hmm. um, and it all starts with you're drinking a little bit more because it's the holidays and that's a natural thing to do. But also year round. Like, um, so for me... I don't drink often. I used to before I was healthy. We were heavy drinkers. We would mm -hmm. drink almost every single night. Not like blackout drunk. We would have a couple, a couple beers of beers when the night. kids went to bed. I mean, we weren't crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty normal thing. But we would have snacks and a couple of beers before. Which is so weird now talking about this. That feels like a different, a whole lifetime ago. Mm -hmm. But we did. And then, um, and when we were in college, we, I mean, we pretty much went to tech to party. If we're being honest and open here, like we did not go. We did. I mean, I did pretty good for she a semester. She did good in school. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good first, I had a good freshman year, yeah. and then and they just kind of went and downhill from there. And then we literally just got into the party scene, and we did. We partied our little booties off, and we drank every day excessively. That was bad. And then flash forward, we were parents, and then we slowed down. We were still drinking with our friends heavily on the weekends, um, but then during the week, we were just having a couple every night. But we were still drinking often. Yeah. And then um, flash forward to whenever. I wanted to start getting healthier and I started counting macros. I quickly learned that if I want to be able to eat and hit my targets, I can't drink as much as I normally did. And I tried for a while. We would go to our friends' houses on the weekends and I would log the alcohol that I was planning on drinking. I would still have an A plus day or at least be under my calories, but it never ended that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had great intentions, but that's the thing about alcohol. You have great in intentions before you start drinking it. And then after a couple of drinks, those good intentions go out the window and you don't care anymore because you're drinking alcohol and you're, it just doesn't care. You don't, it doesn't matter as much. And so for me, that was a, pro a problem at the beginning because I would drink and have good intentions to stay on track. But then I got a little loose and I started having more snacks. I was grabbing things out of the kitchen. It was midnight and everybody, everybody wanted to go to Waterburger. And I was like, hell yeah, I want Waterburger. Let's or go. You'd log four beers <laughs> and then you drink six. Exactly. You know, you're like <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I've lost count. And so it never, never for me personally, I mean, maybe you can do that, but I just never could. And so I got to a point where it was like, crap. I have a significant amount of weight to lose and my goals are more important to me than continuing this lifestyle. So I really, I mean, I stopped drinking altogether for a while there and it wasn't, I would drink on special occasions. It's not like I was saying I'm never drinking again. I was still drinking on the holidays. Like when we'd go to my family's house, Trey's family doesn't really drink, but mine does. We're from West Texas. My dad's a farmer and everyone comes over to our house and <laughs> sits in our garage from the whole town. And we all, everybody just drinks and we party all night. That's yep. what we do. And, 
if that's not normal for you i'm sorry we're from west texas and it's just normal (laughs) but anyways i would still drink on like occasions like that or if we had a, a special event to go to or a party but then that and but i didn't drink any other time even on the weekends so then I was able to lose weight and eat and because I was only doing it occasionally, so it was fine. But then it kind of started for me morphed into I was drinking at these special occasions and stuff almost because I felt like I had to because everybody else was and I didn't necessarily want to. And for me, it wasn't a healthy thing whatsoever. I was drinking because I'm very socially awkward. I get really bad anxiety when I'm around a lot of people. I know if you follow me on social media, that probably doesn't seem true. But when I'm posting on a phone and a screen and talking, it's a lot more easy to be more social and outgoing. But in person, I am not like that. (laughs) (laughs) I have really bad social anxiety. And so for me, having to be at events with a lot of people, I would drink um, just to kind of calm my nerves. And that's not ever a good reason to drink. And so I kind of got to a place where I realized this isn't healthy because I'm also not someone who can do something in moderation, which in most of the things that I do in my life, that's a great quality to have. Like if I'm going to do something, I give it a hundred percent. I don't half booty anything. (laughs) Can you tell him a mom? I said, I said a cuss word earlier and I was like, (gasps) so I'm trying to like bring it in. Sorry guys. (laughs) Um, but anyways, I don't half, I don't do anything halfway. And so that's great when it comes to like, my nutrition and and exercise and you know trying to be a good wife and work and all of those things like I go full in but I also don't have moderation when it comes to unhealthy things which is why I was 100 pounds overweight at one point because my coping mechanism used to be to eat unhealthily unhealthily unhealthy foods (laughs) and then when and then that became like okay alcohol and then it almost became a habit when I would go to these social events, I would get blackout drunk because I don't know moderation. I'm not the kind of person that can just sit there and have a couple of drinks and be fine. And so I would just spiral out of control and then eat a bunch of crap I didn't even remember the next day because I would just get too intoxicated. And it just, and then not only that, it carried into my next week. And so it wasn't just that one night of drinking. I noticed that it was that one night of drinking and then the next day I didn't feel great. And so all I wanted was unhealthy food. So that was two days of not prioritizing my nutrition and just laying around because I'm not going to the gym when I'm hungover. I feel like crap. I don't Mm -hmm. want to get up. So I'm not moving that next day. And I'm sorry, but if you're over 30, that I feel like unless you're a superhuman, I cannot recover like I used to. Like my hangovers would turn into week long hangovers, not just one day. And so that spiraled into me not being active for a couple of days after like, or even a week, like even when I would go to the gym, I'm not pushing as hard as I normally can because I just don't feel good. Um, and then I'm not eating healthy because I don't feel good. And so it just, it's the, that one choice of drinking that one day wasn't really the issue, the issue. It's the problems that arise from that one day of drinking for the entire week. And so again, this is when I was only doing it occasionally, but can you imagine if I did that every day or every night I had drinks or, you know, multiple times a week, if I was having drinks, like, of course, that's going to hinder my progress significantly. And that's kind of the whole point here. And so But again, I got to a point where it was only occasionally, so it wasn't really hindering my progress or it wasn't that big of a deal. But I also noticed that like the effect that it was having on my my mental health, not only that, that's something that I was drinking to cope with my social anxiety or hard feelings I was having or just wanting to fit in because I felt like if I didn't drink, no one would invite me or want to hang out with me because I wasn't the fun person and everybody else was drinking. And so I was doing it out of like a social obligation, which is so silly. Um, but it felt like I just wasn't thinking about it. It just felt like the right thing to do. 
And then I noticed that like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this to make my anxiety better. But then I would always wake up the next day with crippling anxiety because I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Like the sober Berg does not get on the dance floor and dance. <laughs> but the Berg after a couple of drinks is out there thinking she can twerk and she cannot and she should not. And so I would wake up with even more anxiety and like hangover anxiety. Hang, or it's a word for it, I don't remember. Um, but anyways, that is my point. The reason I realized this last couple of years that, hey, this isn't a healthy thing for me even occasionally. And so I've been really just recently cutting it out for everything and I it's only been a couple of big things like we it's like the big things for me it's like going to the lake with my family of course when you're on the boat you want a couple of drinks it's no big deal and normally in the past like I would do that and it would be fine but now I kind of just wanted to see like what it would be like not to drink and so the last time we went to the lake I didn't drink anything and I didn't I all those things that I thought that I was going to miss out on because I didn't have alcohol when everyone else was it just wasn't the truth and those lake trips went from me drinking all day on the boat and then eating unhealthy, still staying under my calories, but I was just not eating healthy, obviously. And then I would wake up the next morning and I'd feel like crap, so I'd sleep in. And then I would just wake up and not really be active or do anything. And then my mental health would suffer because for me, moving my body is how I keep my mental health well. Um, so if you're like me and you got a lot of mental health issues and you're a little cray cray, you need that movement, and those endorphins to kind of, it's a natural way to keep your mental health healthy. I've learned it's the best thing I've done for my mental health. And so what would happen on those trips when we'd be there with my family is I would drink and then I'd wake up the next day. I didn't want to go on a run. I didn't want to move my body because I didn't feel good. And then I was making unhealthy choices because I didn't feel good. And then I would drink again the next day. And so I would come home really high on the scale, but mostly because I was so inflamed from the alcohol that I wasn't used to having and drinking those calories and carbs versus this last time I went, I didn't miss out on anything. If anything, seeing everyone else drinking when I wasn't made me realize how much I don't want to drink. Cause I'm like, is this what I'm missing? I feel like I'm missing out on like y'all look like idiots over there. <laughs> well, you know, I think another thing too, is like, you know, there's a lot of peer pressure that goes yeah. into to drinking, but what, you know, and I think it's more in our head a lot oh, of times. It totally is. That's what, you know, seeing Berg and do that and, and her, you know, I personally drank and she did not. What? And I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but also, uh, you know, why I couldn't get out of bed and she went and ran the next morning. Yeah. Well, but, you know, was... I just, I think about like, you know, the, all the people that we thought were going to, you know, would give us crap about not drinking yeah, they didn't even that. notice I wasn't they didn't drinking even care. they didn't care they just hung no one out did. nobody noticed they didn't even care and you know Burgundy still had a great time I had the so kids, much kids the family everybody mm -hmm. had a great time I just time. did it I actually had a better time because I didn't feel like crap the whole weekend and so that was like Trey's point or what he just said like it went from me not moving my body, not prioritizing healthy habits that are important to me because I didn't feel good. And then flash forward to this last time we went to the lake, which was really, this was the summer. So it's been an, a while, but I feel like that was kind of the pivotal moment for me that I realized I don't have to drink and it's okay. Like, I don't know why I had this thing in my head where I felt like I had to. And again, if I was someone who could just have one or two, that would be a different story, but I'm not. And so I just thought, okay, I'm not doing it at, at, at all anymore because it's not any, it's not serving me whatsoever. It doesn't add anything to my life anymore. It's only taking stuff away. I never have fun when I get intoxicated. I always feel sick. I, it's literal poison and it feels like poison. Yet I still do it because I feel like I need to fit in, which is so silly. And so this last time we went to the lake, I got up in the morning. I felt great. I went on a run. 
I drank, I drank my coffee. I had a healthy breakfast. And then I was playing with the kids. I was running around. I had so much fun. And then the same thing the next day. And then now let's flash forward to this year on Thanksgiving, which is what kind of gave me this idea to talk about alcohol and just how much it really does affect us that people don't even realize um, is my family is from West Texas. If you're listening and you know us personally, then you'll understand this. But if you don't, this might sound kind of weird to you, but they're from West Texas. My dad's an, a farmer. And so <laughs> for the holidays, like all of us just kind of gather. We have a big family. We have friends that come over that we haven't seen in a long time. And we all just sit in my parents' garage and everybody drinks. The girls drink mimosas while they're cooking. Yeah, it's just like the, alcohol and the guys, all day. guys watch football and drink beer all day. All day. And then we party all night. Everyone yeah. comes in the garage and we're all gathered around the fire and talking mm -hmm. and just, you know, like we haven't seen a lot of these people in a while and it's, it's normal. And so it's, but it's very alcohol heavy and alcohol centered. And so for me, that was really a really big test for me um, to go to my family Thanksgiving and not drink because that's a huge trigger for me. Um, and I used to drink because it was a trigger. I would drink heavily because I didn't want to have to deal with any like conflict or hard emotions or anything like that. And so for me, I was doing it for that reason. And also because I just wanted to fit in and everybody else was doing it. So this year, I didn't know how I would handle it, but I did know that it was making all of those problems that I was taking alcohol in for to help. The alcohol was the thing that was actually making those problems worse. And so this year I was like, I told Trey before we went, like, I'm not drinking. I don't care if you do, but I need you to help me like stay strong because I don't want to. And so I, I made a goal, like if I ever got overwhelmed or, you know, I just, I my goal this whole week was to move my body once a day, no matter what that looked like and no alcohol. Those are my two healthy habits that I, those are the only two things. And because I didn't have any alcohol, I was able to move my body I actually wanted to. And I felt great. I was getting up early. I was going on runs. I was dropping into gyms. I was uh, doing my mom's Peloton in the morning and just things like that. And I noticed when we came back, this was probably the best Thanksgiving I've ever had. And the common denominator is I didn't drink. And I think for a lot of reasons, it was a positive for me. One, a sober mind is a healthy mind. And I feel like I was drinking alcohol for obviously the wrong reasons, but it was just making everything spiral even more out of control. I was able to wake up and feel great in the mornings instead of feeling sick and not wanting to be around people and being grumpy all day. I'd, everything was just great. And I, I feel like it's almost like people have these chains around them and they don't even realize it because they feel like it's an obligation to have to drink or it's just what you've always done or you feel like you're not going to be okay if you don't and I get all of those aspects I did it I did it for the social reasons because I wanted to fit in and I wanted people to like me and I wanted to be included and I thought if I wasn't drinking with everyone no one would ask me to come and if they don't great that's another thing like there might be people who don't invite you to things because you don't drink those are not your people like if you're trying to be healthy that I don't want people in my life that don't don't want me there because of me they only want me there because of this version I'm portraying to them that I am that's not even really me because I'm drunk and so I don't want those friends in my life and it's taken me a long time to get to that point but you're better off without them if that's the case um, and then also for my mental health, like alcohol is just not good for me mentally. I can't drink and be a normal person. <laughs> if I drink wine with you, I'm going to be crying in an hour and telling you my deepest, darkest secrets and things that have happened to me. And I'm an emotional <laughs> wreck and it's not fun for anyone. 
Um, and then that's, I mean, it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for me, <laughs> not for me, <laughs> maybe everybody else. I think it's, you know. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Nick. But if I have yeah. like, you know, like tequila, then that's the bird that's like twerking on the dance floor, which again might be fun for people, but it's never fun for me because I cannot dance. <laughs> And so, but she thinks she can after a couple of drinks, but that's my point. It's like, it's just not, it's funny when you talk about, it, but it's not funny in the moment. And so I just feel so much better and I have such a clear head. And again, I didn't drink ever. It was just like, if we Thanksgiving and things like that are big things for me that I do have drinks on or drinks at. And I've noticed this year that like, it's almost a freeing feeling. Like I broke chains that I didn't even know were holding me down. And I used to get so much anxiety about these things, but I've come to realize the reason I had anxiety about going to my family's house for Thanksgiving or going to these big parties, it wasn't because of my social anxiety. These people love me and want me there. It was because I was in my head making it a bigger deal than it was. And then I was thinking I need to drink to make myself feel better. But when I was drinking, it was making everything else spiral out of control. And then I would wake up feeling like crap the next day and then just continue to spiral. And so alcohol for me was a common denominator of what was holding me back more so mentally. Because again, I only do occasionally. But this episode is more so for those people who have big goals and they're not seeing consistent progress and you are having alcohol multiple times a week or every single night you're fitting in some wine or going going you know or taking it easy during the week and going ham on the weekends right and you're not seeing progress and you're like well I'm still hitting my calories and I'm you know I only do it every night like on the weekends or I'm only having a couple of glasses of wine at night which if you're someone doing that for real and you're only having one or two glasses of night and you're able to be in a deficit and still be able to eat enough and you're able to have energy and you feel great and you're seeing consistent progress and you wake up feeling great in the morning and you want to move your body and prioritize healthy habits, then that's perfect. We're not talking to you. You've got it under control. I'm talking to the people who cannot do that or they have a couple of glasses of wine that they plan for and then they're driving little handfuls of snacks or little snacks at bed they're not logging because they've had a couple of glasses of wine and they're Chips feeling and good dip, you know and just then they wake up with things, the yeah, headache at the parties the next, that yeah. they're at, you know or they wake up with the headache the next day because of their drinks and so they skip the gym um if that's you then that's probably why you're not seeing progress and so i think kind of like taking a step back and just talking about what alcohol really does to us when we're having it on a consistent basis i'm not talking to the people again that are like just having drinks on thanksgiving or on special occasions I'm talking to the people who were drinking very often. Yes. <laughs> and so it's totally, again, totally fine to have on moderation and occasion. So I don't want you guys to think this episode is telling you, like, if you have big goals, you have to quit drinking altogether and you can never have a sip of alcohol if you want to see progress, because that's simply not true either. Mm-hmm. You totally can. You just have to be realistic and smart about it. And you have to know that if you're drinking heavily every weekend or having drinks every night of the week, that's not how you reach your goals. But if you're someone having it occasionally, again, it's fine. But we just have to be mindful that when we're having drinks that we're and we have big goals and we're trying to count macros, especially, my goodness, if you're in a deficit and your calories are already lower, you have to know that if you're overindulging or having it often when you have weight loss goals, it's probably gonna affect your progress. And the reason it does is because alcohol contains empty calories. And what we mean by that is you're adding calories and carbs but you're having no real nutrition with those. And so when your body gets that, it's like, we don't know what to do with this. What do we do? Well, we're going to store it as fat because we don't know what else to do. 
Um, and also you're going to be way hungrier than normal because you're having empty calories. And so your calorie you're, you're drinking your calories, you're drinking your calories. Yeah. And so obviously if you think about that in your stomach, you're not really filling your stomach with anything, but liquid that's just going to go straight through it. And so while you've had 600, 800 calories on drinks, you're ravenous because you haven't actually eaten anything. And so that's causing you to go well over your calories without even realizing it because you didn't eat that much but you drank your calories. And so that's what's hindering your progress. And they also can cause cravings, sugary, oh, thing, yeah. you know, those, you don't wake up hungover. Drinks. Like I yeah. can't wait to eat my chicken and vegetables. Right. Like, no, <laughs> like you want a greasy hamburger yeah. and some greasy fries. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't affect again, just Burritos that day. And, yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> the actual drinks when well, it is, but it's not just the drinks that are affecting your progress. It's the choices after and the days leading after that. And so if we're having alcohol often, it absolutely can slow down our fat, fat burning and it's going to actually increase your fat storage over time because again, your body doesn't know what to do with those calories because it can't use it for anything. Um, so even if you're hitting your targets accurately and you are fitting it in, if you are someone planning for it because you're having it often and you want to stand your calories because you have goals, it can still affect your progress over time if you're having it often and excessively. And the main reason is because most of the time, like Trey mentioned, like you're hungry. And so most of the time, if your calories are already cut, you're not working with much if you're in a deficit. And if you're using a, a really big chunk of your calories and carbs on empty calories like alcohol, you're not going to have a good time. And if you want to stay in a deficit consistently, which is what it takes to lose body fat, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're not going to be very successful at that if you're hangry and hungover all the time and not only that if you're not actually eating if you're already on lower calories and you're using half of those calories and that sounds excessive but we have clients that do this that we work with mm -hmm. and they think that they're 130 pounds and they're going to be able to get to 120 as a woman who's only eating 1400 calories already this is just an example i'm just throwing numbers out there yeah. so don't yell at me let's say they're eating 1400 calories already and a thousand calories are coming from alcohol, which is really easy to do. That's 400 calories left that you actually get to eat if you want to remain in a deficit. Now, logically think about that and then say like, is that person going to be able to do that consistently? No, they would die. Like they're going to pass out. And they can't because they, they, can't. Have, to, they have to eat. You have to eat to survive. So, yeah. And so when you're in a deficit and you're someone using a lot, if, and if you're one of our clients or you're tracking your food, I want, and this is someone and you're like, oh crap, this is, this might be, they might be talking to me. Go look at your weekly calories or your weekly carbs on your app if you're with us you use my fitness pal and tell me what the top food list is on your top calories or your top car carbs if it's alcohol there's your answer yeah. you're using the majority of your carbs and calories on alcohol for one you're not going to feel good you're not going to have any energy you're not going to want to move your body you're not going to want to make healthy choices you're going to have a negative mindset because you don't feel good it's really hard to have a positive attitude when you feel sick. Yeah, I just really want to weigh out my stuff when I'm hungover and have a pounding headache. Said no one yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, our whole point on this is, again, if you have drinks on special occasions or in moderation, that's fine. Don't feel like you can't go to the lake and have a couple of drinks just because I'm choosing not to. I'm just saying there's freedom and saying I don't want it anymore. If you, the whole point of my story was if you're someone on the fence that kind of wants to not drink anymore, but you feel like you have to for certain reasons, like really do some self-reflecting here and make sure that this is something that's serving you and not serving others. Um, because that was my case. I was only drinking to serve others and it was only hurting me in the long run. And so I just don't have any desire to ever do it again. I mean, that doesn't mean I might not have one or two drinks on a really special occasion, but right now, 
on this day, like I just don't really want to. I don't. And after making it through Thanksgiving and all these big trips, it's almost like reaffirming to me how much I don't want to because I just realize how good I feel without it in my life. And not only that, I came home from Thanksgiving and I did not track my food. I did not go into this with the intention of I'm going to be on track and be perfect every day. And I came down three pounds lower. Why? Because I didn't have a million calories from drinks that I normally would have during Thanksgiving. I enjoyed my Thanksgiving meal, ate more than I normally do, overindulged. I had some pie, had some sweets throughout the week, and I lost three pounds. And so again, the common denominator here is no alcohol. And so I think, again, if you're someone listening to this and you're at your goal weight and you have a couple of drinks of wine every night, you're able to maintain your weight and you feel great. Or if you're in a deficit and you have a couple of drinks every night and you feel great and your energy is through the roof and you're seeing progress and you just feel really good and you're able to eat enough, then this is not a message for you. You're fine. But if you're someone who is doing these things and drinking excessively on the weekends or having a couple of drinks every night and then it's en enabling you to prioritize your goals the next following day and you're not seeing progress and your calories are already super restricted and you have no energy and you're miserable, it might be time to reflect on if alcohol is good a good thing for you to do or if you need to cut it out, even if it's temporarily, if you're in a deficit. Yeah. Um, you know, I think too, you know, just sorry, just real no, quick, was thinking about like some, we have, we've had several clients who are, who were on maintenance. They, they cut out, you know, they, they did, they sacrificed, they worked really hard. They got to their goal weight. And then when you got, went to maintenance, when they went to maintenance, we, they get more calories, more carbs so it's and easier. they, and they used that for alcohol. Yeah. And then, then they gained all their weight, started <laughs> to gain weight again. And then they lost and then they gained and then they lost and then they gained. And it's just a vicious cycle of, you know, trying to, instead of fitting in fruit and vegetables and more, you know, rice and they give you energy and, and your body like actually that. uses right. for its benefit. They, they chose to use those extra carbs on alcohol yeah. and they were still hitting their targets. They were still being, or for what they, what they show <laughs> what us, they, what but, they but say. at the same time, you know, but, but it's just a hard, it's really hard to, to be an excessive drinker and maintain your weight Yeah, or be healthy. Or like be healthy. that's the that's, thing. Yeah. Even if you take the weight equation out of it, like you cannot feel good and function normally and have energy and thrive throughout your day when you're drinking alcohol because it is literal poison. Yeah. You're literally poisoning There's your body. There's a reason why your liver fails. Yes. When you when when people are your out, body's when people not meant to have it. Yeah, it's and so I your but liver again, doesn't fail from eating too many too much fruit. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but again, to re like if you're someone who has drinks occasionally and it works for you again in moderation, there's nothing wrong with it. And so if you are someone listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not going to give up drinking altogether, but I would like to be a little more sensible about it and more realistic because I do think that it is, it is interfering with me reaching my goals and I don't feel good. Then maybe you could just cut back one or two every night, baby step it and go back to, I'm only going to have drinks on Friday night. And then that's going to turn into, I'm only going to have two drinks on Friday night and then kind of go from there. But for us, when we were drinking for special occasions, again, we didn't really drink often, but if we're being honest, but we did for special occasions. So for those special occasions, if I was going to have a drink, I would do my best to choose something that's simple that didn't have a lot of things added to it. Because a lot of times too, it's not the actual alcohol that's putting you over calories. It's the drinks you're choosing. So if you're getting like a frozen margarita, 
those can be like 400 to 600 calories for mm-hmm. one drink and it's not the alcohol in it it's the sugar yeah the tequila is only 90 calories yeah. it's the it's the gallon of sugar so and you want to you know. shoot for simple again if you're going to have a couple of drinks in moderation you want to shoot for the simple with limited ingredients so things like a chill tin or a ranch water which is just like one shot of liquor with some like soda water that's zero calorie and some lime or something like that um well, so just sorry real quick and then even some of these uh you know there there's a lot of newer like sugar-free options so that's something too like on occasion burgundy and i'll have a margarita yeah but they have a lot of the places the we skinny, go to will have a skinny spa, margarita i think is what they're called yeah spa. and so instead of three four hundred six hundred calories they're hundred maybe a hundred hundred and fifty so, yeah. whatever yeah. where you go yeah. but anyways that's the point sorry, it's like be yeah. mindful of your calories if you are going to have occasional drinks, because even if you go out and you're like, I'm just going to have two drinks. If you have two frozen margaritas, that can be a thousand calories for two drinks. Mm-hmm. And so just be mindful of that too and be realistic like about what you're choosing. And then again, this kind of goes back to the beginning if you're still following along with us right now. I feel like we've been talking a lot. Yeah, we're good. Um, but for, for me, if I would go out, I would I, I my intentions were always well again. I would set a, a drink count and I would try to stick with it. I never could. But if you are someone who can... If you're going to go out and you want to be smart about it and so prioritize your goals, and this is a special occasion that you're having a couple of drinks at, then I would recommend what I recommend to all my clients is to log a couple of drinks ahead of time, however many you plan on having, and then hold yourself accountable to that. Because that's better going into it saying, I have accounted for three or four drinks of this uh, 100 calorie drink that I'm going to have. I have a plan and I know I'm going to be in moderation and under my cows at the very least or at least close to it. But I have a limit. And once I hit that limit, I stop versus not having a plan, going into it, and then getting to four drinks and be like, I'll have another, and then I'll have another. And then you end up having 10. The day's blown, so might as well keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So if you want to have a couple of drinks and you want to still stay on track, just log around the amount that you think that you, or not that you think, that you know you need to have because you're logging it and Mm -hmm. it's telling you how much you can have before you go over your calories. And then just stick with your plan and you're going to be fine. But again, be honest about yourself and have some self um, accountability here. If you're like me and you know that's a good theory, but I'm not ever going to be able to stick with that because once I have one or two, everything else goes out the window and I just don't care anymore. And that was my case. And so it never really worked. But if you can be disciplined in that aspect, then more power to you. That's a great way to handle those situations. Um, So I guess to kind of round this out is, if you're someone who is drinking excessively multiple times a week or every weekend and you're not seeing progress, that's probably 99% of the reason why you're not. And then if you're someone who is just drinking occasionally on special occasions and you feel like you're doing it for the wrong reasons, but you kind of feel stuck and you don't want to, I really encourage you to try to just have an open mind and go to an event that you would normally drink at and try not to and see how you feel after and see how it goes. Because I know for me, it was always, I never gave my chance. I never gave myself the chance to see what it would be like not drinking at those big things. Yeah. We just assumed people we, were going to judge us. Right. And people were going to give Well, there us was one crap. time too, yeah. side note, like we went to a, a CrossFit party of all things. And <laughs> so when we first moved here and I remember people were saying they were going to be drinking. So I was like, all right, this is it. I got it. Like, I want to get, I want to fit in. I want people to like me. And so Trey and I showed up with drinks and we were like over there drinking and no one else really was. And I remember leaving that thinking, I didn't even want to drink, but I was drinking because I thought everyone else wanted me to. 
and no one else really did. I, and then I left that everyone probably thinking I was an alcoholic because yeah. I was over there like <laughs> chugging drinks and no one else was drinking. And I'm like, why am I? It was just like an aha moment. Like what? That makes no sense. When I say I don't even want to drink. I'm the person that doesn't drink. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? Um, but again, just kind of self-reflect on that. And if, if you're someone who feels like you're drinking every single night and it's almost like you feel like you would die if you couldn't. And it is something that has a really big control over your life and you're, you feel like that ability to say no isn't possible, then you might have a bigger problem than you think. And it's, it's never a bad idea to talk to someone about it because even if you love drinking and you don't want to give it up right now, if if I told you you couldn't have a drink tonight and you felt like you can't breathe or it's the end of your world, that's not healthy. And so kind of self-reflect on that. Make sure you're, if you are having occasional drinks, it's for the right reason and that you're just sensible about it. Because again, if you're someone who has health goals and you're drinking over half of your calories every day, you're not going to hit your goal. And if you're someone drinking heavily, especially like if you're a woman at a lower body weight or a man too at a lower body weight, and you're drinking heavily and you're trying to lose a couple more pounds and you just can't and most of your calories are coming from alcohol your body is even if you're under calories every day if you're not eating your body's storing that as fat and that's why you're having a hard time losing and not only that guys like if you've ever looked at someone who is an alcoholic like what's the first thing that identifies an alcoholic their faces are super swollen and puffy um their bodies just look puffed up that's why you see like People swollen who don't bellies. swollen bellies yeah. and things like that. And why do they look that way? Because of the inflammation that their body is holding on to, because that is not a natural thing for our bodies to process. And so when we try to do it over and over and over again, your body starts to like push back. Like, I don't feel good. This isn't okay. And it swells up like a balloon. So what does that do to the scale when you're trying to lose weight? If you're holding on to inflammation every single day excessively, that's going to show on the scale and you're going to be very frustrated because you're not seeing progress, but really it's just inflammation from drinking excessively. So those are all things to consider and to take in, into account if you are someone listening to this and you feel convicted for whatever reason. I just really encourage you to kind of do some self-exploring and self-reflecting and make sure that you um, have a better understanding of what those couple of drinks that you feel like really wouldn't have an effect on you what it actually could be doing to you yeah all right well merry christmas everybody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super uplifting topic today but we're excited to be back and we are going to keep trying to be consistent with these as much as possible because i've had two Holidays people text yeah. me this week and say hey i'm listening so there are more than three people listening so that's encouraging Yay. there's five at least <laughs> <laughs> but we love you guys and as always we want to hear from you so if you have any feedback you want to hear a specific topic let us know we want to talk about what you guys want to hear not just what we want to talk about and so let us know what you want to hear and if you have someone that you think that could benefit from our message here on our podcast or our nutrition coaching services send them our way we would be happy to help um and spread the message because that's how we get the word out so we love you guys and we'll talk to you next week bye guys bye.